You're listening to the City World Radio Network. High-definition digital radio broadcasting from the city to the world. www.cityworldradio.com Welcome to Morph Mom Moments. I'm thrilled to have listeners out there tonight. Hopefully that you've been coming back. If not, um, I just want to introduce myself. My name is Kathleen Smith, and uh, I am the founder of MorphMom.com. And I promise not to speak long about MorphMom, but just a quick intro to let you know what it's all about. A few years back, I started MorphMom.com, M-O-R-P-H-M-O-M-D-C-O-M. Um, and basically, it's a website. Uh, it's become more of a multimedia platform, but it began as a website to connect women and to basically connect on whatever level you need to connect on. And it's based on sort of a mentor-mentee idea where women who have gone out there and done something, whatever it is, in turn share their stories, share their journeys, share what worked, what didn't work, share steps that they took in order to help those that are out there looking to do just that or looking to do something and hear this story and are... Um, hopefully inspired by it. Uh, it began as a website, I think about four years ago. Uh, since then, I write for the Huffington Post, and I encourage you to go to those stories. They are not about me, I promise. They're about these amazing women out there. And uh, you can find that if you just look under my name, Kathleen Smith, at the Huffington Post to read about these amazing women out there. Um, that was the second year. The third year came, and it was great that we have this website. And we have over 600 videos of women around the country telling their stories. And if you go to the website, you can also connect with these women as well. If you sign up and you register as a member, you're then able to directly connect with other members and further find out what it is you need to learn. But there was still something missing. It's great that we had you could watch the video. It's great that you could connect. It's great that you could read the articles. But there was still that human interaction missing. So what I began about a year ago were cocktail parties. So I go around the country now and I host Morph Mom cocktail parties. And so when I go and I interview these women that night, we all come together. There's usually a speaker and there's usually a charity where the all proceeds go to benefit. And that is somewhat Morph Mom related. So if you're out there in a city listening tonight and you have a story you'd like to tell or you'd like a cocktail party to come to you, uh, reach out to, you can get to me from morphmom.com and email me and let me know because I'd love to come. I'll come anywhere as long as you've got a story that will help somebody else. So we're now on our most recent endeavor, which is the radio show. And it is thrilling and it is fun and it's 
it's just a great hour to speak with wonderful women who I'm sitting with right now. So without further ado, and without further conversation about Morph Mom, let me introduce who I'm with. Uh, Lisa Berkery, who's here with me tonight as well, my co-host, will be answering the phone. And by the way, live callers are welcome, encouraged, and please call in. And the number is 212-631-7553. Again, 212-631-7553. So now let me introduce my guests for tonight, Colleen Walsh of Strong Mamas, and I have to say a fellow crusader, uh, and Lauren Patterson of Little Swappies. And I know they can do a much better job than I can of introducing themselves and describing what they do, so let me hand it over to them. Lauren, (laughs) you're first. (laughs) You're on. Oh, boy. You're so calm on the radio, Kathleen. Um, I'm Lauren Patterson. I founded Little Sloppies in 2012, and basically uh, we help families reduce, reuse, and recycle through community swapping events. So basically you bring stuff that your kids have outgrown, you take home things that your families can use, no money changes hands, it's meant to encourage um, you know, collaborative consumption and sharing among other families in your own community. Uh, let me ask you a question about that. How did this begin? absolutely on a whim. I was doing, I had another job and through one of my mother's groups, someone posted that they wanted to do a clothing swap. And I read that and something just clicked in my head because in, at the time our, our oldest was six months old and her closet was just filled with things that we had gotten as presents and, you know, in preparation for her arrival. And she had already outgrown most of them. And they're so nice and I didn't know what to do with them. And so I volunteered to host it. And that kind of just got the ball rolling. And I'm going to come back to that because I think there's so many lessons learned here. How you even begin a company? What, where do you even begin to, to incorporate, to become a nonprofit? But um, I want to introduce our other guest tonight, Colleen Walsh of Strong Mamas. Thank you so much. Um, so 14 years ago, I started Strong Mamas. Um, not so much on a whim, but I wanted to go back to work. My children were three, six, and eight. And I didn't like the idea of working 100 hours or 80 hours outside of the home. It wasn't the right thing for me. And so I thought, I have an MBA in marketing. I could do some freelance marketing. But I wanted to market myself and have the product be something else. So it was just a matter of what is that product? What is it that I'm going to be marketing and selling and providing? And I was on a long bike ride one day and sort of frustrated and and brainstorming. And I thought, I love to help people. I love fitness. I love health. It's been my whole background. It's it's what I'm most passionate about and families. Um, I and networking. So I thought if I could help mothers network while they exercise and get healthier and take care of themselves, somehow that is going to be the perfect world. And I would be able to put in the schedules in this idealistic world of mine um, of my three small children and build my business around their needs so that I wouldn't have that work-life struggle that so many people go through all the time. So I came up with the idea and the name Strong Mamas came from my son Kathleen earlier. My favorite word in the whole world was when my children were little and called me mama. Mama, mama up, mama. And then they go to kindergarten, they call you mommy and then mom. And so I thought Strong Mamas was going to be the name. So the whole business has been based on um, health and fitness and families and networking. Um, and I'm, I want to go back and ask both of you this question because you both started something from scratch. Mm-hmm. 
And many have compared, like Benny have made this comparison that when you start something, it's almost like you're, you're having a baby. You're creating something that didn't exist before. And it really becomes all of your time, all of your attention. Um, so I'm curious to how you both began this process. And Lauren, let me, let me begin with Little Swampy. So you were saying it sort of began doing something at your home, but how, where was it? Or do you remember the moment you decided, I can do this. I can turn this into something. Yeah, I, I actually do. It was, I just, it hadn't crossed my mind that this could be a business. And I got an email one day from um, the publisher of a big parenting, a, a national publication, and he said, you need a website. And I thought, oh, I've made it. If this one publisher sent me an email, I need to make a website. And then, of course, I'll have a big business after that. But no, and, and it, that's just a like a, a side story. But but really, I think, I don't know if you feel the same way, but um, it just it just progressed naturally. I mean, the first event was a small event, and then I kept trying to add new things to make the events better, not for business reasons, just because I knew we could make them better, and so they just grew and grew and grew that way, organically. So are you only in Manhattan, or are you um, we've done, the country? Or? No. <laughs> we've done events in Brooklyn and in New Jersey, but... Um, just me so okay and so how many people attend like what what Uh, volume we we cap the events now i um they're family events so we encourage Mm -hmm. family members um including children to come so between 200 to 300 per event each event event. yeah wow that's a lot of Stuff. And I want to go back yeah. to the events too. Yeah. So, and and for for little swappies, you can go on to littleswappies.com and learn about this more. But you you there's something you say when you bring in eight items and you leave with twenty. Can you yes. explain that as well? Well, you know, I think it, it's you know there has to be everyone has those items that are still really nice and they are you know you don't want to just sometimes give away to a charity where you don't know where they're going to go. So. Um, when we say eight for 20, most people bring like 20, 30 items. So we don't even have to worry about um, having enough. In fact, we usually have so much. Um, our charity partner is a wonderful organization based in New York City and Boston called Room to Grow. And um, they're able to use the items remaining from each swap. It's very symbiotic because um, they mostly need zero to 12 months, and that's what's mostly left over. And as far as the clientele, are, are those who are not able to, or, or maybe, you know, going through a tough time, can they attend the event as well? Absolutely. And uh, we, the only reason why our events are successful is because of our amazing network of volunteers. We usually have about 30 volunteers at each event. And, um, and if you want to volunteer, there's no, um, there's no ticket price um, to attend and you get sometimes first dibs on things, but um, we will never turn away someone um, because they can't afford a ticket. And in fact, even if you're pregnant and you have nothing to swap, um, we say, please come, just bring diapers or wipes for room to grow. That's great. So what is the ticket price? Um, It's usually $20. That's reasonable. Yes. Yes. Or 20 items for 20 bucks. Oh, yeah. And we have a whole family day. We usually have free stroller cleaning and free babysitting and arts and crafts and music and you know, soccer. I mean, if you can think of it, we have it. <laughs> so. so where do you find the locations? Are you moving around or is this always the same place? We always move around to different neighborhoods um, within Manhattan and Brooklyn. And um, we usually partner with a neighborhood-specific group, um, whether it's a mom's group or a school or a um, synagogue or church. That's 
And are you looking to bring it beyond the borders of New York? Or, you said New Jersey, uh, but the tri-state area, I guess? Or I would love to, but I just I, I can't handle much more. <laughs> <laughs> there is a balance to that, right? Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. To have yep. the balance. Right. Exactly. To have the balance. Life. Mama here, That's right. Who does balance of life, right? Exactly. That's right. Exactly. That's right. exactly. That was yeah. a great segue to Colleen. Thank you so much, Lauren. And back to you. <laughs> No, so I, I actually I have two companies. I have Strong Mamas, which is fitness. It's Strong Mamas Fit Family, so it's it's fitness for the entire family, um, and it's all about putting the oxygen mask on yourself first, so that you can take care of yourself and then take care of everybody else in your family. Then my other company that is a subsidiary of Strong Mamas is the Balanced Life, which is life coaching and motivational speaking, and. Because sometimes people are far away from me, so life coaching can be done on the phone. So it opens it up to a national um, audience. So anyone anywhere in the country can call in, and we go through all the different aspects of their life, their nutrition, their fitness, their finances, their home, their organization, their jobs, their dreams, their love, their family, everything. And it sounds like a lot, but we absolutely go through it. People's lives are changed. I feel so excited. Um because as I said, my whole business was designed on here are my children. They're the most important thing in the universe to me, and I will build everything around it. And there was a lot of people that were negative and said, it's never going to work. That is the worst business model I've ever heard in my entire life. Well, let me back you up. So can you explain exactly what that business model was? And we talked about this earlier. Sure. And it is it really will ring. It really will touch a lot of people when right. you hear this. So I started, my youngest child was three. He's now 17 and about to leave for college. So my life has changed a lot in those years. <laughs> I, of course, haven't changed at all. <laughs> you look amazing. She is the cutest ever. But since I was able to freeze myself in time, and they still grew. And so there was times where I work, I still work early in the morning, and I get up at 4 o'clock in the morning, and I'm pretty much done by the end of the school day. I'm at every single game. I've been class parent every time they've asked me. I've been on class trips. And when they were really little, I would go back to work at night because they went to bed at 7 o'clock. So I would work again from 7 to 10 p.m., go to sleep, get back up, do it again. But I was always available for pickup from nursery school and pickup from school and parent-teacher conferences. And if there was a day off, I was able to do all that because I put that in the schedule first. And I built everything else around it. And the people that were sort of, I called them the negatrons, that didn't want to believe, I said, I believe and if, if you believe strongly enough that this is going to be your reality, it can be your reality. Mm-hmm. So I, they said, you won't be able to pay your bills. Well, I'm paying my bills. You won't be able, you know, this just isn't going to work. I said, of course it's going to work because it's the most important thing to me. So if you make your priority list, which is what we do in life coaching a lot, what are your priorities? What are the most important things to you? And those are the center and everything else comes from that. Then you can build in all sorts of systems to support that. So if you tell me that getting the kids out the door to school is chaotic, we can fix that. That's not a problem. If you tell me you can't, trust me, I'm a single parent. I see the eyes going up in the back. <laughs> if I can get them out the door without yelling, anyone can get them out the door without yelling. Um, I might have to take a lesson on that one. <laughs> Come on over. Come over anytime. My no, kids are yelling more than I am now. There is no yelling in my house, truly. Really. You can have my children come in as guests. This sometime. might have to be an emergency visit tomorrow then. <laughs> I, I, I do interventions. It's not a problem. Um, so the the balanced life came out. It, it, that made the most sense to me because what do we all really want? We want a balanced life. Nobody ever wants to be 90 and says, 
I logged a lot of time at the office. I worked like crazy. People want to look back and say, I was a really good mom. I, you know, my children know I love them. I was a really great dad. I was, you know, able to be there. I, they know who I am. They know what my values are. They know my family's stories. Even if these people in our family have passed away, they know their stories. They know where they came from. And they know, they know that there's a sea of people behind them that love them. And that's my business model. Love the children first, build everything from there. And nothing, it's unshakable. You cannot break it. It's in, and it's funny, actually, as I'm listening to both of you tonight, they really are child-centered, both of what you're doing. And by the way, for those of you who have just tuned in, welcome to Morph Mom Moments. And I'm here with my amazing guest tonight, Colleen Walsh of Strong Mamas and Lauren Patterson of Little Swappies. And we'd love for you to call in at 212-631-7553. I screw that number up every no, once in a while, no, but I, I, right. I think I got it right tonight. <laughs> exactly sure. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, it's something you just said about with your children and how you can sort of make that balance. And that brings me back to what Lauren does, because at your events, you said you encourage children coming as well. So can you talk to us a little bit about that? Like what was the incentive? And I'm assuming that was the incentive that you could do things as a family, but how that yeah, came to I be. I think um, it teaches children, it, even a young age, um, the idea of sharing, the importance of sharing. And at every single event, um, you see children that have brought items and you see, and they get to meet the other children taking those items home. Mm -hmm. And it's really powerful. Um, our daughter, seeing them give away the item they brought is traumatic. Beanie babies. I mean, do you guys remember those? Yep. My kids would not get them. We, we pick out together. Yeah. Our son is three and our daughter's four. And she says to me on a weekly basis, she'll see something, a toy that we have in the living room. She'll say, I want to donate this. And she's four. She gets it. Our kids can understand this. And um, so, you know, that makes me very proud. That's great. Do they come come to all your events? Of course. Yeah, no, but that's what a great mom you are for them. My husband's my number one employee. He split his pants at the first event. He was working so hard. (laughs) Do you have a, a, now, how many years has this been going? How long have, since 2012. So So how many events, (laughs) how many events do you think you've had over the past? Uh, Maybe 15 to 20. I would have to actually think about that. So I know this is going to be a tough question, but. Uh, is there one moment that really sticks out that really sort of tugged your heart and you thought, this is, I'm doing the right thing. This is why I'm doing it. That happened at one of these events, maybe an interaction between two kids or adults, or I'm sure there are many, but I don't know. Are there any you want to share tonight? Um, there's, there really are a lot. Um, and for those of you out there that don't send emails to tell someone that you appreciate something, please start doing that because when I receive an email telling a story or saying thank you, I can't tell you how much it means. Um, there, there's one I'm just thinking of. Um, all of our events are we have professional photographer um, shoot the events, and she was able to just randomly capture these two children holding a toy. And the mom emailed me afterwards, and um, the story was that the child had chosen that item to to donate and that was the other child that took the item home so the two children were meeting and we had it on a, a photograph of it and mm-hmm. I thought that was just such a perfect you know example example what you're doing, of yeah right across yeah. generational gaps I think it's it's awesome yeah so is it hard for you to balance like you have two young children oh. it sounds like and this sounds like a pretty yes. big job how do you balance it 
Um, well, you know what? I think that it's never perfect, and I'm okay with not doing everything perfectly. Right. We're not, you know, every. Uh, this is my personal opinion. I just don't think that that I'm not superwoman, and I don't, I'm not trying to be, but mm-hmm. I do the best that I can, and um, and that's and that's okay. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know what? I think. It's important that kids see you struggle sometimes and see, you know, right, it's never yeah. going to be perfect. That was my always te- teaching moments of saying, I'm sorry, you know, yeah. I mean, I've, yeah. It's funny, there, there's a lot of judgment when that comes in, I, and I would say, well, I think it's a good thing that my kids, I wasn't home for dinner tonight or whatever it was, that I was <laughs> and I'd say, well, I think I'm making them stronger, and of course I'm telling myself that over uh-huh. and over again. Right. Well, Kathleen, I have to tell you, you know, my son is a senior in high school, and I leave for work at 5.30 in the morning, and he... And sometimes four, by the way. I wake up at four. I don't leave so the moment impressive. I wake up. <laughs> Just as bad. I don't go to work in my pajamas. I wake up. I, I have a whole thing. I, I wake up. My coffee is made. I drink my coffee. I meditate. I think about all the people I'm going to see that day. Then I take a shower, and I I go to work and how can you function at four o'clock? <laughs> what time do you go to bed? Is the question. Um, I, I'm going to be laying down on the floor <laughs> shortly. <laughs> that could be the wine. Right, but I as know. I said, there are systems you can put in place to help you succeed because I only have this one life. I don't get to have a second life. So this is the life. I want to make the very best. Mm-hmm. So I get up at four so that I can have that cup of coffee and meditate and make my gratitude list and think about each person I'm going to see that day and what I'm going to do and what they need from me. And then it all just, and I imagine it and visualize it all going very, very well. And it most of the time does. Are there curveballs and left hooks? Yes! All the time. Of course, that's life. But... um you know, for the most part, it's it goes f- pretty well, um, but but truly, you know, you you can make anything work that you want to work. But what I was gonna say is my so my youngest is a senior in high school, so I leave for work. He sets his own alarm. He wakes up, takes a shower, gets himself dressed. I s- swing back in from clients. I make him breakfast. I pack his lunch. We talk about his day for fifteen minutes, and then he gets in the car. He drives himself to school, and I go back to clients. But he has that moment of having to be responsible for himself. He can't just stay in bed. And there's never the, wake up, wake up, wake up. I told you, get out of bed. Hurry up. Come on, come on, come on. Because if he doesn't get up, I'm not making his breakfast. I'm going back to work. And he, it's, you know, my older two children did the same thing. So I don't want them to be latchkey kids, but I do want them to know how to take care of themselves and know if they have a problem during that process all they have to do is text me, and I say to my client, I'm sorry, there's a problem at home. I have to go home. And and that is the most important thing. So I have a question for and, – and I'm lucky, like, with Morph Mom and with you guys, we have a very similar experience that we could go home. But for mothers out there listening, and I know you speak with, mm-hmm. you know, with life coaching – there are situations when mothers can't leave their of course. Child, or women, whatever it is. Of it course. Could be, children could be anything. So what would your recommendation be to a situation like that? So, so say there's a woman with you know a phenomenal job and she's in Manhattan and her child is in New Jersey or in Westchester or Fairfield. Um, then you need to have those systems, the backup plans. You need to have a great nanny or babysitter or best friend or mother or sister or somebody that you can count on that can sort of, or, or spouse, you know, sometimes the spouse can work from home on, on different days. Um, you need to have a network of, 
either people you pay or people who are your friends or people who are your family and have no choice. But, <laughs> but, but you need to have them there in place. And when my children were younger and in, you know, obviously I'm not leaving six year olds home by themselves to, to make their oatmeal. I had au pairs and, and so they're the backup. If something is critical, of course I was going to still drop everything no matter where I was and get home. But I had paid help, and then they had the list of the emergency family and friend members if everything really fell apart. So I want to go back to something. So both of you are here and have started businesses, from, as we said before, sort of like your babies. And that's what a lot of more fun, a, a lot of women that I've come, over 600 women over the past few years have said these stories. But the hardest part was always you had this idea, and it was a great idea, and you're right at the edge of the diving board, and you just can't jump. Like, there's just something there. And many of us experience this, whether any women, actually anybody out there, that's sort of that lack of confidence and who am I to start this new thing and what if it doesn't work and what are people going to say? And but what, what, if, what if you do? Well, that's my question to you. So when you began and you were at the edge of the diving board, I know with Morph Mom it was terrifying. It, and actually every new thing I do is terrifying. And I make tons of mistakes, but I keep going and... I'm still okay so far. <laughs> Although, listeners, I hope you feel the same way. <laughs> I'm feeling definitely okay keep about going. It. Definitely keep and going. And since you can't see me, I can pretend that you do. Um, but I'm just curious, like, how did you jump? So, uh, you know, Lauren, I'm going to ask you. So, how did you jump to make to to really go out there and say and turn to the people around you and say, "Yep, this is little swappies. This is mine, and I'm going to make something of this." I, I get exactly what you're saying, but I think I was in a very lucky position that. You know, it just built gradually. I didn't have overhead. I didn't have to pay rent somewhere. I didn't have to spend $50,000 to build an app up front. Um, so that's that's very lucky. Um, but I think also, you know, obviously if there's money constraints, that's a whole different ballgame. But if you kind of look at things not as set in stone, but more of as an adventure, um, I think it puts everything in a – better different perspective um because what's the worst that could happen you fail and it's just an adventure right. in your there's, life. there's a saying yeah, that great, you know the, the, yeah, the best the, the most successful entrepreneurs say you fail every single day until you succeed mm-hmm. and you have to just say yes and what did you do right. so right the, and (laughs) yes and and what did you do today exactly you sorted the mail spectacular i did a dvd to help mothers exercise at home with their children i think that's right and like going into it thinking if i fail i fail but i gave it a shot right and i think it's a huge lesson to our kids um you know i think many of us grew up or, or we're surrounded by people who may not understand that we're willing to face the failure, willing to take the failure, take the hit, willing and get back up again. That we know. Yeah. <laughs> well, willing, or you have to be willing because you're going to take the hit and fail. But it's funny. I, I almost feel like, so I have a daughter who's actually sitting next to me tonight. And she's very beautiful like her mother. <laughs> and who refuses to come to the mic, but I'll get her here sometime. Um, but to let her know that failing is, it's okay. You know, I think it's like this taboo word, this F word, like, oh, you failed, it didn't work, and you show your face again. Yeah, you do. And I almost think that's more of a success to get back up and walk into a room and smile and say, yeah, you know, it didn't work, but I'm going back in again today. And I think that's a really, really hard thing to learn, especially for kids these days who it's just so competitive and it's so you have to do well and blah, blah, blah. But I think the 
biggest lesson is getting lost a lot of times. I don't know. It could be because I fail a lot. <laughs> so I, 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 I think this is a very good lesson. But it's never, I, I've never considered stopping if something didn't work ever. Like I sort of thought, well, all right, there way. are other ways. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, think about it. You've made mistakes. And lots. you keep learning from them. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's. That's when you learn the most is when you make those mistakes because then you don't make them again. Absolutely. (laughs) Exactly. You you never do that again, especially when money is involved. (laughs) And that's why I hope Morph Mom, for those of you just joining in, um, and I encourage you to go to morphmom.com, M-O-R-P-H-M-O-M.com, and see 600 stories of women who have gone out there and done things and told their stories and what worked and what didn't work. And I think when I did Morph Mom, Something that I thought was so important was learning about other people failing. Everybody's so scared to tell that things didn't work. And I think hearing that and then saying, oh, yeah, okay, that's why this didn't work. And it didn't help for somebody else. And how encouraging is that to see that didn't work for someone else and there was another door that they went to and it worked. So has there been something that you've experienced that didn't work, that you sort of hit the door? Everything. Are you kidding? Now what? So give me something that you can remember that sort of that night you went home and you're like, what am I doing? Am I just like, wait a minute. Oh, there's actually, I have way too many of those stories. (laughs) Pretty much like every single event. But it's, but again, I'm like you, like those things don't dissuade me. They actually like light a fire for me to do them better. Like, I think if things just went well all the time, I would be bored. <laughs> I don't think it would be fun. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Some days yeah. it might be a little more fun. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, less frustrating right. for sure, but. Right. Um, I, you know, I started, I put up flyers, paper flyers for stroller classes and figured, well, if anyone shows up, I'm in business. And if they don't show up, I'll do something else. <laughs> <laughs> so how did that go? Did you have a ton I, of people? I like, show had up with their one stroller? person, and she Yay. was my, I called her my star athlete. She was my favorite <laughs> client. President of the fan club. <laughs> and she was like, oh, if you don't want to do it for just me, I'm like, oh, no, we are going. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, because then I can write about how great class was. <laughs> yeah. That's a cute idea. So I, I had awesome. one person, and we did it. And the next week, there was two people, and right. then there was more than that. And I was getting certified to be a personal trainer. And then I went to um, Bally's Total Fitness to sort of – I called it my paid internship to learn how to be a personal trainer. And I was I got certified, and I got to see all the different um, styles that people use and take what I liked, what I didn't like, and then go off on my own. And I kept te- and I and I had this experience with my youngest child who didn't even put his feet down on the ground till he was two and a half. I didn't buy him shoes because every time I tried to put him on the ground, his feet would fly out like mm-hmm. some kind of a toy. And um, if I took him into a gym and put him in the daycare room, I was that mom that they'd say, "Who's this? Whose child is this? The screaming mm-hmm. child? You have to leave immediately." And I thought, that's horrible. Like, I paid for the gym membership. I got him here. I left him crying in the daycare center, and now I still have to leave, and I exercise for 10 minutes. This is so frustrating. Mm-hmm. I thought, I can't be the only one with a Klingon child that just won't let me put him down. So I thought, all right, so we've got the stroller mamas. So now the kids are in. My son was also in a stroller with me. And then it got cold out. Now I've got a bunch of moms. And they said, so now, you know, now what? So I went to malls thinking, we'll do stroller mamas inside. It'll be awesome. The malls wanted nothing to do with us. They said, liability. You could do it for free. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, free? That doesn't help my business plan very much. So one of the women said, you know, I have this big room with no furniture in it. If you want to do something inside, 
And that was the birth of Strong Mamas. Stroller Mamas winter program failed. Strong Mamas was born because Stroller Mamas winter program failed. I, I think you need to describe. I know it's hard sure. to, to yeah, what Strong Mamas so, so a Strong Mamas class is a strength like, class for women and they can bring their children. I said children are optional but not required. There's grandmothers. <laughs> there's mothers of teens. There's mothers of newborns. There's no- mothers of three-year-olds. Can I say, what if you're not a mother? But if you're, could you join as well? Um, you can, but you have to really like children. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, and, and people, say you wanted to bring your nearly adult daughter. She would absolutely be welcome. But... You know, if someone's going to come in and they're 25 and they're so cute and they're Lululemon and they look spectacular and they're making faces at my children, no, they cannot come. (laughs) Um, So it was all about making it work. And not making it work, but allowing it to work. And people say, well, what do the children do? Say, well, if you have a Klingon like I do, you hold the child the entire class. You do one side at a time. You squat with them. You do sit-ups with them on your stomach. You lift them in the air on your feet. And you work out with them. There's other children that will run in circles the entire time. I, that's also completely acceptable behavior. Other children will sit on the side and use their cars or color, and that's their thing. But if I see them in town, they say, I exercise with you. I say, yes, you do. You do exercise with me. So that was the beginning of Strong Mamas. And then people started, I started getting emails from all over the country saying, can you come? I'm like, um, no, you can't afford to fly me to Wisconsin to do a class for you, I'm, I'm sure. So, and local people also say, well, if my child is sick and I can't come or I go away for the summer, I go to the Cape, I go to the shore. So they, this, I was being begged, please do a DVD, please do a DVD. So I looked at everything that was out there and there was a lot of mother quote-unquote, mother and child DVDs for mothers to do with their children. The child was either a ball or a stuffed animal. I was like, yeah, my children don't (laughs) act like those stuffed animals. They have a little more energy. So I said, I'm going to do a DVD with actual children. And my producer thought I was insane. And I said, no, 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 this... This is going to work. Again, I believed. I believed so strongly. And he said, what if it fails? I said, then it fails. That's, that's what happens. Then nobody buys it. And there are, to- there are infants in slings. There are toddlers running in circles around their mothers. There are toddlers in mothers' arms. There are teenagers, boys and girls. And the boys are there because they're my sons and I had nothing else for them to do that day. And also because I thought girls will watch girls on the screen no problem. Girls will watch boys on the screen. No problem. A teen boy will never do this DVD with his mother if there are only girls on the screen. But if there are boy teens on the screen, they'll say, I identify with him. I want to look fit like him. And then they'll do it. Were your boys hesitant? Like I, my sons, I'd have to coerce. No, <laughs> I have to, to say. Do, do anything with me. They were spectacular. I have strong mamas fit families water bottles, and they bring them to lacrosse. They bring them to soccer, and I'm like, yeah. (laughs) And if people, I've heard people say strong mamas fit families water bottle, really? And they're like, that's my mom's brand. Oh, that must have been the best part of the whole thing. And what do you have to say? What does your mom do? So it was it was great. So we you know we've done the DVD, we've sold it internationally. I've done TV appearances about it. And then the recession came. And I thought, okay, so I'm going to do more I'm thinking in my head, I'm going to do more group classes because that's what people will be able to afford and personal training is probably and then they were in the negatrons and they said, "The whole thing's going to fail. Nobody's paying for personal training during the recession. Everyone's losing their job." The group classes are what suffered. People had a hard time paying 10 or 15 dollars 
some people. The personal training, if someone got laid off, they wanted me every day because they wanted to look awesome and be confident going back for their interviews. So it was roll with it. Like, okay. So I took the group classes from really large spaces to teeny tiny spaces. Four people, six people. Is that enough people to do the class? Yes, of course. If those four people can pay $10, I will do the class for them. Because I had so much personal training of the investment bankers who needed to get back in the game. And then I was doing life coaching with them, and it grew from there. That, that's amazing. So how, I failed and, how you and failed right? and failed <laughs> and adjusted and adjusted and adjusted. Right. <laughs> if nothing else, anyone who takes away from this tonight, you can adjust, right? It you happens. just adjust. Right. Exactly. You know, you fall down. You, it, it's not how many times you fall down. It's how many times you get back up. Fall down seven times, get up eight, you're good. And Lauren, I have a question for you. So as Colleen said, so her business is really based on kids being there. And I think yours is as well. So how does that work at your events? Is there... With the kids, you encourage kids to come as well, you said, or tell us about the events and, and what it's like with the kids there. Uh, well, we have uh, usually a free babysitting, so that helps. Because if it's just a mother with her child or her, you know, several children, um, when the swap itself starts, they have someone who can watch their children. But um, usually uh, the kids have the most fun because they get to try all of these different activities. I mean, we. Like over you know, every event, we have different activities, but um, but there's always you know music and arts and crafts and um, just a ton of 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 fun things for them to do. Is it so. is it actually? I would think it'd be like one of those things where you run through the grocery store. I mean, are people pretty competitive about getting you know the what? good stuff? It's I mean, like you tweak as you go. We had, we started, when we first started, and I said, oh, just bring five items, take as many as you want. And, you know, the vast majority of people who come to these events are incredible, and they're there for the right reasons. Okay. You have a few bad apples, and if you let that proliferate, proliferate um, you're in trouble. So, so now we have safeguards, you know, if, you have to buy a ticket. Your family's free. But if you want to go enter the swap, you buy a ticket, and that gives you a wristband. So um, it's very organized. We provide bags for everybody. The items are counted on the way out. Okay. So, okay. so you know, right. there's no hoarding. Yeah. Um, right. You can't right. hoard because yeah. you're not allowed to leave with those items. Right. So. When is your next event? Or do you, do you have one planned yet? I don't or? know. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I have a... I'm on um, the, our charity partner, Room to Grow. I'm on their um, new board called the Room to Grow Champions. Um, so we're going to be doing a donation event for them in April to celebrate Earth Day. And April twenty second. Yeah, well, we're going to do it on April twentieth, um, <laughs> which is my birthday. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> wonderful day. Um, but then we might be doing an event in May. I just haven't finalized things. Excellent. And I, I want to go back again. So, so people bring something and take something but those that can't or you know in a tough time right now and they how how do they hear like how do you get the word out to them that they're welcome to join if they can't afford it or they can't contribute but at the you know they can still participate it's on our website on uh, that in the facts section that you know if you don't have anything to swap i mean it's more geared towards you know if you're pregnant and you don't have items but um but again, we, we don't want to turn away anyone for, you know, for need um, or, you know, for because they can't afford it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
but they'll know. They come so, if they can. Right. Oh, it's all word well of done. mouth. Uh, we have um, we really focus on marketing to members only moms groups and you know um, our mailing list, and we don't really market in any kind of outside publications. Mm-hmm. I, I was actually on your site, and I was on your blog. Oh. You have some really interesting things on there. Thank I you. Mean, that are geared towards moms and. You know, my kids are all grown, so I didn't. I was like kind of fascinated. I actually one of the blogs that you put up, which I thought was, I was like, what? So there's an app now that gives you sites to breastfeed, like private sites, to go and breastfeed in private. I think that's brilliant. Yeah. Do you mean actual location to go to? Go to this location if you want to. I mean, you tell them what it, I mean, I was just reading it. I was just, yeah, we, I mean, I haven't posted on that blog for a while, but, um, (laughs) but, you know, you got nothing else to do. Yeah. Totally. But one of the things, you know, sometimes you go to these websites and it's just like marketing, like, you know, buy this or, you know, a company's paying you to this. And so we've always just focused on, um, you know, companies that are doing incredible things and we try to focus on mom owned businesses and mm-hmm. those are that business is, is was started by two moms and they saw a need yeah, and totally. they created something that can help moms everywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we talked about like I, I have a question for both of you as well. And it's my own curiosity as well as those out there who are thinking about starting something. We talked about things that have gone well. Is there something that you can think of that really, um, when you think back, that you would use sort of as your example of something that didn't go well and made you stronger? And it, I'm looking like at strong mama. So, right, Colleen, you can day. start this, please. <laughs> My strong mama. Um, the recession was not a fun time. You know, that it was it was scary. People were putting their house up for sale. People were going into foreclosure. People were doing short sales. And there was a lot of people saying, you are out of your mind if you think you're going to make it in a service-based industry right now. You know, people are bailing and leaving. And it was just like, all right, deep breaths, deep breaths, just keep going. And as I said, I just sort of adjusted. I saw, okay, the enrollment in the group classes, which I thought was going to be where I needed to expand, tanked fast. You know, it went from 25 people to four, like, well, all right then. Um, so it was just sort of like, okay, put on your big girl panties and let's make a new plan and and get the marketing out there. And, you know, as, you know, as from an entrepreneurial standpoint, I tell people like, well, what about this? What about this? And I say, don't overthink it and be fearful too much. My last job, and I told Kathleen this earlier, I had a typewriter, an actual typewriter. I had a DOS-based computer. And For I had, those of you out there who don't know what a DOS-based computer is, just Google be glad. It. Right. <laughs> Google be it. Be very happy it's, you're in 2016 right now. It's not good. It's, it's database for the most part. And a dot matrix printer, which if you don't know what that is, it had tiny little perforated holes on the sides and you had to separate the oh. sides. Faxes came in curly. You had to photocopy them. It was, it was bad. Um, so... That's where I, that was my last job that I went to every day and got an actual paycheck. Now I have 30,000 Twitter followers. I have over 2,000 followers on Facebook, 2,000 followers on LinkedIn. And you just, the learning curve is excessively steep. You cannot be afraid. But the biggest thing, if you want to be an, a successful entrepreneur, I think I tell people is don't look down. Just 
keep your eye on what the goal is. Stay on the tightrope. If you look down, you will your eyes will go where you know you'll you'll go where your eyes go and you'll fall. So you just I kept thinking, my children, my children, my children. I'm going to find a way. Doesn't I don't know what exactly that's going to be, but that this is all going to work. They're going to know how much I love them. They're going to see how hard I work, and they're going to see that this worked. And whether or not I do each of these different things forever, I can't, I can't say. But I know that what I did was the right thing. And when I look back, it was good. And Lauren, do you have a similar situation to that as well? Now, you, as a newer company, but do you feel that there's been something where you were sort of stopped in your tracks momentarily thinking, what am I doing? Like, oh, am I going to like when I make no money on events. <laughs> <laughs> like this is, you know, you think to yourself, you know, it's the same thing where I don't think anyone I knew kind of understood why I was creating a business that was not uh, monetarily successful. <laughs> um, but but I just think that, uh, yeah, Kathleen's, right. Kathleen understands. Yeah. But, Four you years know, in, and I'm still getting 14 years. <laughs> yeah. you got to keep going. 14 yeah, years, still, that's the magic number. Go, go, go. working on that part of it. That's okay. Um, because, you know, sometimes, of course, there's money. That's That would be a lovely thing. But then there's also other reasons why you do different businesses. And, um, and you know, at this moment, it's it's working for me, but maybe down the road it won't. But one thing I was just thinking of that, like, I think is really good advice, um, especially when you start from scratch, scratch <laughs> is don't be afraid to ask. Um, I can't tell you how many times people say, well, how did you get that? Or how did you do that? Or like, you know, so impressed by something. And I said, all I did was ask. And right. you know, there's just no right. I, I've had TV appearances for yeah. the same thing where I sent it and said, listen, I'm doing this and nobody else is doing this and it's really awesome. And they're like, great, would you like to be a guest? Yes. Yes, yes I would. <laughs> when would say, you like me to arrive? <laughs> I will be right there. Right. I think uh, Kathleen is the guru of talking. Talk. Yeah. She can talk to anybody and it's a crusader her passion thing. comes across <laughs> and it's infectious. Yeah. Absolutely. It is. Absolutely. And, I mean, I, right. you're so kind. You don't and, know the end game always. Ever. <laughs> but, right. but you just move forward. If you're passionate about it, just keep moving forward. And I feel like the end game will reveal itself. Yes. So as when Lauren was saying about the monetary thing and as Lisa's saying now, who I, by the way, Lisa became involved with with because um, she's one of my neighbors years ago and one of my very good friends who I stopped on the street and said she had to come join me. She said, okay. But, <laughs> and here we are on the radio right. now. Yeah. Um, but since probably not the first six months of Morph Mom, but now we're, you know, four years into this. And pe- the first question I get from many people that I meet, most people are, well, how are you making money? Have you made any money? Yeah. And I sort of smile and no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not a penny. But I'm getting there. I'm getting but there. But you're going to hire the balanced life, and they're going to turn That's that right. all around. <laughs> but but it, it's, it's funny. Like, the reaction I would get from many people was they could not understand or fathom why I would spend – and I don't sleep, so this – you know, most of my night I'm watching television and working on this at the same time. It's I'm up anyway. But how I could spend all this time on this thing that wasn't making any money. Yeah. It just was – it didn't translate. They couldn't fathom – but I kind of knew deep down, and I still do, 
those of you listening out there, <laughs> I promise you it's coming, but that it was going to work and that we were going to connect these women and it was going to work. And over the past four years, it is, I feel it is working. It's connecting. And if I see one connection out of 50 events that I have, it's worth it. I don't care. It, it's happened. And that's what it was. And I remember um, one of the very first events I threw was up in Darien. And very few people came that night. And I was calling people from the event who I knew lived anywhere within an hour's radius of Darien to come right away. You didn't call me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I would have Wait, come. You would have been a little bit. <laughs> I, I went to I DC to your event. All so the across come people on. should have been there that night. <laughs> and I remember just looking at this very empty room with lots of more fumps who were there that night to promote what they were doing and thinking, like, okay, this is where you either call it and <laughs> you just say, yep, flags up, I'm done. Or you suck it up and you show up the next day and you try again. And you apologize to everyone. You say, I'm going to do better next time. And that's sort of the approach I took. You I never took... have to apologize, though. That one I kind of had to apologize <laughs> yeah. That was a bit tough. But I learned less. I learned my marketing was terrible and I didn't get my act together. And I was really scared to go to these women who had put everything out to come that night. And really, they, they put a lot out to participate in this. And I felt like I had so failed, I couldn't produce for them. And it was just terrible it was humiliating why couldn't I help them and so the next day I called everybody and I said I am so sorry but I'm not giving up and I remember one of the women I called said why would you give up and I said well if you remember what happened last night there were I'm trying to block it out but I didn't quite have the following I thought we would have and they said you know it was a night that there were 30 school events and there were blah 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 blah. so I'd like to come to your next one and that's all I needed to hear was this woman had enough faith to say yeah I'm in. I'm not done. It was one bad night, and we try again. So when we're talking about things that really could have stopped you in your tracks, that event could have stopped me. Like, and maybe. on the flip side, don't be afraid to say yes to things that are outside of your comfort zone, which is so hard. Which but is true. so hard. But so I think two and a half or three years ago, I was asked to be the boys' rugby fitness coach <laughs> for the high school at which my son attends. Was he playing rugby? He was not. Oh, but he was friends with Yeah, them. he would not have been. <laughs> and so they had lost the league championship by a very slim margin and gone to the coach and said, we had better skills than them, but they were more fit. It was the reverse of miracle. They were more fit. They outskated us on the field. And so the coach called me and said, I know you played college rugby. Um, at the College of the Holy Cross, who's going to the big dance, just so you know, and um, basketball, not rugby, would you consider taking this on? And I said, let me think about it. But he said, you know, I have my reservations as well. I'm not sure how they'll view you as Jack's mom. So let's do one. We'll check it out. Well, they came, they vomited, they went home. I was like, oh my goodness, they are never calling me back. The coach called me the next day, they're like, they, they're all on board. They I probably respected you for that. Right. <laughs> you, you, you know, you know no holds barred. You went in, you got it done. Yeah. You're not just the mommy lady. Right. You know, you, you know what to do. They won the league championship that year. Awesome. They won, they beat Bermuda in Bermuda. Wow. The next year, they won states, New York State champions. And then, so we just had this past year of training. Now they're in season, so we'll see how they do this year. But I could have said no and walked away, that it was too hard. And it would have been a big public fail had it been a fail. But it wasn't. It worked. So as a mother of three boys, what was it like walking onto that field? It's it's amazing. You know, it's amazing. And they can do everything that in my mind I can still do. (laughs) 
In my mind, I planned the workouts of me doing it. My body would break into a thousand pieces. <laughs> but I know that they can do it. They're like, yes, more, vomit. More. They, 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 they arrive at the field. They pull the garbage can over because they know. We do the workout. Throughout the workout, they vomit their guts into this garbage can, and they come right back. Really? And Is they that have cardio? Like, what, what kind of it, drills it's, are you doing? It's, it's cardio. Like it's strength. It's plyometrics. Mm-hmm. It's everything to make them... Um, at a rapid pace. Yeah, yeah. at a rapid pace yeah. to make them state champions. I can do it. <laughs> Give it to God. Absolutely. Absolutely. In my mind. In, in, right. in my mind, I'm doing it all Bring with it. them. In in actuality, I would be in ICU. In the garbage bag. In the garbage No, I wouldn't. I, I would be, you know, in ICU. But... But they're spectacular, and they have my respect. And Pelham Rugby, I know you're going to make state championships again. So, Kathleen, back to you. Oh, so you guys, I can't believe this. It's two minutes left. We got the warning, and this is I. I so loved being here with everyone tonight. And for those of you out there, um, I encourage you to go to morphmom.com, m-o-r-p-h-m-o-m.com. This the our show will be up tomorrow morning on the on the site. And if you want to reach out to me, if you have a story, if you have a question, if you have a question for Lauren or Colleen, you weren't able to ask tonight, send it to me through Morph Mom, and I'll get it to these guys, and we'll get you an answer. Um, I want to thank. So again, if you want to reach out to Colleen Walsh, go to strongmamas.com. If you want to reach out to Lauren Patterson, go to littleswappies.com. L a t t l e s w a p p i e s dot com. I think I got that right. Pretty close. Um, and I can't thank you guys enough for tonight. I can't thank Lisa Berkery enough thank for you. tonight. Uh, my and daughter. And our fan club. And our yes, fan club. Fan We've got yeah. Lisa and Jerry Danini Shout tonight. Who, I tr- who will come back and will speak on the radio at some point. <laughs> um, and, and he's doing my DVD. He's buying it. <laughs> but this is such a great night for to come together. Thursday night, 7 to 8, Morph Mom Moments. And I really do encourage anyone who's interested, please reach out to me. Because we want to get the word out that we can help other people and we're all going through the same stuff and we might as well talk about it. So thank you all for listening and I hope you come back next week. We have Francine Lafrat coming from Little Swappies, an amazing, amazing story. Oh, I'm sorry, no, Little Swappies. No, no. I'm like, <laughs> I just said Little Swappies as I'm looking at Lauren. I'm sorry. Uh, Francine Lafrac of Same Sky. And uh, it will be an amazing night. We're one, women in Rwanda, women in Jersey City doing the exact same thing. And you will not believe the stories. They are amazing. So I encourage you to come back next Thursday night, 7 to 8, Eastern Standard Time. For those of you, wherever you are out there in the world. And um, we'll see you then. Thanks for listening. If you served honorably in our nation's armed forces and you're looking for a way to continue serving your fellow veterans in your community, then join AMVETS. Each year, AMVETS members volunteer millions of hours at VA healthcare facilities from coast to coast, helping to improve the lives of their fellow veterans through the VA Voluntary Services Program. AMVETS posts and departments also participate in a wide variety of community service projects, ranging from Americanism in our schools to supporting the Special Olympics and Boy Scouts of America. If you no longer wear the uniform today, you can still serve through the AMVETS by joining today at AMVETS.org. Hi, I'm Janice Ian. Do you remember how excited you were at the start of summer every year and how the summer just started to drag on after a few months and you couldn't wait to get back to school, see your old friends, make new friends, get new books and a new locker and a clean slate? 
Well, you should have been excited about music class, too, because that was a special room where you went to sing, perform with your friends, and learn all kinds of interesting stuff about great composers, instruments, different kinds of music and songs. We remember our music teachers because they were so passionate about helping us learn to love music. They helped to spark a love for listening to notes and voices and rhythms that continues to enrich our lives even today. I bet your kids feel the same way about music class. Ask them. And make sure they get involved with music in school and in their lives. A PSA brought to you by MENC, the National Association for Music Education, and the National Anthem Project, the campaign to restore America's voice through music education. Music, part of a sound education. Hi, this is Jill from Adult Socials. I want to take a few moments to talk to all the ladies out there. Are you a female that is curious about swinging and alternative lifestyles? Do you feel nervous about walking into a swinger party by yourself? Or maybe you're a female swinger just looking to make some like-minded friends. Whether you're in a committed relationship or single, Girls' Night Out is a great place to start. Girls' Night Out is a two-hour, female-only, non-judgmental meet-and-greet hosted by veteran female swingers like myself. Held one Thursday and one Friday each month, our mission is to allow the ladies a chance to discuss the swinger and alternative lifestyles in a relaxed, male-free environment. Easier than talking to your sister and less expensive than a therapist, Girls' Night Out is perfect for veterans, newbies, or even those just curious. To learn more about Girls' Night Out, including how to make a reservation, please call 917-558-3520 or visit adultsocials.com. Hope to see you at the next Girls' Night Out. Voted number one jazz cabaret club by New York Magazine, the Metropolitan Room is one of the most critically acclaimed venues in New York City and is known as the home for big-name talents and rising stars. Known as a celebrity hangout, the Metropolitan Room is a high-end cabaret and jazz club and brings the best in live music to New York City every night of the week. Fabulous award-winning Broadway, TV, film, and radio performers take the stage in an intimate 115-seat elegant venue. Aside from the great highly professional artistic shows and audience, Metropolitan Room provides an exceptional appetizer and dessert menu as well as exotic and specialty drinks prepared by top New York City bartenders. The Metropolitan Room is located at 34 West 22nd Street, conveniently located near public transportation. For information or reservations, call area code 212-206-0440. Once again, the area code is 